0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous special focus recovery from relapse meeting. Today is Tuesday, the 13th of of September 2022, and we are delighted to have our speaker Don be with us today. Don was born in Iowa, living there and Minnesota growing up. And uh, Don has has lived in Orange County uh, in Irvine for 31 years. And Dawn is my neighbor. Uh, I'm in Huntington Beach. So Dawn came into OA in January 1978. So now it's over to Dawn for her to share her experience, strength, and hope.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I would just like to begin with a uh, brief time of silence where I'm going to be asking my higher powers, loving presence to give me the words and to have my higher powers uh, will be done during this time and just give this over to my higher power. So I'm going to just take some time of silence. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I am thrilled to be here with you today. It is just such a pleasure. Um, my name is Dawn B. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And uh, yeah, from Southern California. And it is just a joy to be here with each and every one of you here today. Uh I started in Overeaters Anonymous back in the late 1970s, if you can believe that. I believe it was January of 1978 when I first came into Overeaters Anonymous. I was 18 years old, and I came in because a doctor came over to our college uh, where I was going, a brand new student there, and he worked with people with obesity issues uh, over at Mayo Clinic. And somebody asked him, you know, what's the best plan for losing weight and uh, and and keeping it off? And so he thought for a moment and then he responded with Overeaters Anonymous. And I said, that is for me. I have no idea what that is, but that is for me. And so I found a meeting as soon as I could and went to started going to a meeting and uh my my experience is that it took me almost 35 years in the rooms before I was able to get abstinent more than three days here, seven days there, 21 days once or twice, in almost 35 years. Uh, so if you think about it, um, failure in the program, And half measures, delusional thinking, that is really my specialty. It's what I do have done, uh, have the most experience in, and have really done a a fabulous job with, is uh, failure in the program. Uh, Relapse, absolutely. That was just like a continuous relapse. And um, so if you're out there and you have not gotten uh, any extended abstinence i am here for you today i am here for you you're not in the wrong place i believe that your higher power has brought you here today and uh you are loved very very much and that miracle is there for you so what happened for me i came in the rooms and um it was like i say it was failure i uh Remember, you know, just all kinds of outrageous behavior, driving down the road and throwing bags of half eaten, uh, you know, cookies out the window. Okay, that's it. I'm done. You know, that's the last time. And then other times, um, you know, buying food in grocery stores and having to go to different checkout people so they wouldn't recognize me, you know, always buying all this junk food and saying, oh, it's for a party. It's for, you know, it's for. Oh, it's for my family. It's for, you know, all these people that I'm having over. It wasn't for me. And um, yeah, just outrageous uh, experiences. And sometimes, you know, trying to vomit, make myself throw up and, and just the amount of time that it took out of my life, planning to get my junk food, getting the junk food, eating the junk food, destroying the evidence and then clean up afterwards and then beating myself up that took decades uh out of my life and so that was a horrific experience it was like a the living dead you know walking around and you're just you're there but you're really a dead person inside and you just want to die at least for myself I just wanted to die so what happened finally finally um I got to the core of my being the message that, you know what, I am going to die in this disease. I was a banana peel away from 300 pounds. And I don't know if somebody has my uh, before picture, if they could put it on the screen, um, if that's possible. And this is not my top weight that you'll see. Uh, I destroyed all the pictures that were ever taken of me when I was at my top weight because I just was so... Um, ashamed and uh, just hated myself and so I wouldn't let my picture be taken or I would destroy them but this one was taken by my son's my um, my son's teacher and I don't know if that's on the screen or if it could be but uh, I actually have the picture here oh here it comes there it is yeah, so that's not my top weight, but it is a weight and um yeah. So that's me there. And again it was taken with my from my son's teacher and I'm thinking as she's taking the picture, oh shit. <laughs> Somebody's taking my picture. Lovely. Uh yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so I finally realized you know what I am going to die in this disease and there is nothing ahead for me but a lot more pain and a lot more suffering and an early death that's really all I have to look forward to if I continue going down this road that I am on and I realized that if I am the real deal you know an actual addict compulsive overeater uh And I just accepted to the core of my being that I absolutely am and that there is no other way out. Just like it says in the doctor's opinion, you know, we're on a one-way street. There are no off-ramps. We're speeding ahead. And all we have to look forward to is a lot more pain, a lot more suffering, and an early death. And there is no uh, door number three. It's death or it's Clearly identify my alcoholic foods and put them down 100% and grab hold of this program with all the enthusiasm that a drowning person grabs a life preserver and work this sucker like my life depends on it because it absolutely does. And that's absolutely what I did. I finally got it. This is a death sentence. And it has my name on it. What are you going to do, Don? What are you going to do? And so I clearly identified my alcoholic foods and I put them down. And I grabbed hold of this program, like I say, with all the enthusiasm that a drowning person grabs a life preserver and worked it like my life depended on it. I Uh, Went through the literature. I took notes on the literature. I listened to all the recovery voices I could. I hooked myself up to an IV of recovery voices. I went to as many meetings as I could. I talked, I made outreach calls and I'm an introvert and that's really tough for me. So I just forced myself to make outreach calls. I mean, I was working this program. This was what I did. And Yes. And that was 10 years ago. All thanks be to God. I'm down over a hundred. I don't actually know how many pounds it's around 120 pounds for my top weight. I'm now at a normal BMI, which means I don't need to lose any more weight. Um, I'm abstaining and doing so happily. The food isn't calling to me. I'm not white knuckling it. It's not a struggle. It's the most loving thing that I can possibly do for my body to eat my abstinent meals on a daily basis. I delight in my abstinent food and it is not a struggle. And I simply never, ever, ever would have believed that I would ever get to the point where I would not be white knuckling it, where it wouldn't be a struggle, where I wouldn't be holding my breath, just waiting for this to be over. But it absolutely is the reality day after day, year after year. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I am a mother. I have four young adult children. Three of them have autism. Uh, one very, very severe. I, it's you can't really have a conversation with him. Um, he just repeats, you know, the same little phrases over and over for years. Um, And then my two other ones that are a little higher functioning also have mental illness. They have schizoaffective disorder. Uh, My husband is a cancer survivor. He's now on a feeding tube. He's uh, very weak, uh, has ongoing, ongoing chronic health issues. But the truth of the matter is, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Not because my circumstances have changed, but because my attitude about my circumstances has been transformed by the working of the steps and through the relationship with my higher power. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm here to tell you that each and every one of you deserve a life beyond your wildest dreams. And. You absolutely do not leave. Please do not leave before the miracle happens because this program absolutely works 100%. And it will be just as it says in the big book, when we put our hands into our higher powers care, our lives will be much more beautiful and amazing than we ever could have planned uh, on our own. This is a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I am so happy to uh to be here so when i came into the program you know i didn't realize it but when i came in i thought that the food and abstinence you know get me give me help me lose my weight and i will be gone i will be gone from here i thought that's what, all that there was but the tip but the truth of the matter is is that that was only the tip of the iceberg there's and just like an iceberg, you know, there's this massive portion below the water. Well, that massive portion portion, once I got in and started really working the program, uh, I realized that uh, that massive portion below the water is my thinking. So it's my thinking. It's my uh, relationships, It's my emotional sobriety. Uh, yes, The food, the abstinence, uh, that part of my life, the weight, that will be transformed. But the massive portion below the water, my thinking will be transformed. Uh, And that is an amazing, amazing thing that this program has for us. So I came into the program. I had a diagram, uh, a way of looking at life that I didn't realize. But I came in thinking, okay, if you think of a solar system with the sun in the middle and the planets revolving around the sun, um, I came in thinking, okay, I'm in the center and everything is supposed to revolve around me. Uh, You know, people are supposed to, I know the way my my husband is supposed to be. I know the way my children are supposed to be. I know what they're supposed to be doing. And um, I can get rightfully ticked off when they're not doing it. Uh, But what I realized through working this program is that, no, Donnie, sweetheart, uh, actually your higher power is in the center and everything is to revolve around your higher power. And so my job is to ask for what my higher power's will is and to follow that. And so that's a very different way of living And, you know, I came in thinking, I would even introduce myself in meetings. I'd say, hello, uh, my name is Dawn and I'm a recovering higher power. Um, Because, yeah, I I wanted to be in charge. I felt like I knew best. I know the way people need to be acting. You know, I know the way my husband needs to be acting and he's not doing it. and So I can be rightfully ticked off. And spend most of my time trying to get life to be the way I've already made up in my mind it needs to be. And I've learned through programs that that's just not the way, um, you know, life is. Uh, The reality is, is that comparatively speaking, I am blind, but my higher power sees perfectly. I don't know what needs to happen next. Not for God's greater good to be the end result. I don't know what needs to happen and not for me and not for anyone. And so I can give up trying to play the director, uh, give up trying to run the show and organizing the lights and the scenery to be just the way I want it to be and spending all my time being frustrated because the lights have been moved, the scenery was changed, somebody didn't say the lines I needed them to say. I can spend all my time frustrated because it's not going the way I want it to go. Or... I can put that down and just say, God, how can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. And I can, the heart of the program for me, what was really helpful is on page 62, where it talks about, um, you know, my selfishness, my self-centeredness, page 62, that first paragraph there, where it says, uh, selfishness, self-centeredness, that is the root of my troubles. Um, And then jumping down to the next paragraph, my troubles are basically of my own making. They arise out of myself. I'm an extreme example of self-will run riot. Above everything else, I must be rid of this selfishness. God makes that possible. Uh, And so then jumping down to that next paragraph, and this is one of my favorites. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, so it's not saying here, second of all, not once you get around to it. First of all, so this is like lights going off, air, arrows drawn to this paragraph. This is this is it, Dawn. Pay attention here. First of all, Dawn, you have to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Next in this drama of life, God is going to be my director. So this means that God's running the show. God's arranging this, the uh, storyline. God gives me my lines. God tells me how to act. That's what a director does. And so now uh, in my life situations, I get to pause and I get to ask for my higher power. What, What would you have me say in this situation, God? How would you have me handle this one? Help me to see this situation more like you see it, God. How would you have me act? What would you have me say to my husband? Help me to see my husband more like you see him, God. Help me to love my children and see them more like you see them. And then he is the principal. We are his agents. Well, what does that mean? Uh, Bill W. being from the uh, you know Wall Street area, the principal and the agent is a Wall Street uh, term. And um, the principal, the agent is legally bound to work for whatever the principal's best interests are whatever the principal's goals are, that is the agent's legal responsibility to work for that. So I'm supposed to be working for whatever is in my higher power's best interest. Whatever my higher power's goals are, that is my legal responsibility to work for those goals, not my self-interest. The agent cannot work for what's best for the agent. The agent must work for whatever is best for the principal. So my job, if you will, is to work for my higher powers will. That is to be my only goal. And when I make my higher powers will, my only goal, my whole life transforms. My actions transform. So he is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his child. So many of us, you know, may not have had the best parents, but we're talking about the perfect parent here. So My higher power is my parent, my perfect parent, and I am my higher power's child. So I can trust that I am loved beyond what I can begin to comprehend with my mind, that I'm treasured, that I'm delighted in, that uh, there's nothing that delights my higher power more than assuring that I feel safe and secure and loved and all my needs are met with divine abundance. So most good ideas are simple, but this concept is the keystone. So that means it's the most important thing. The keystone is the most important stone in an arch. To be able to have that arch be successful, the keystone is the most important stone. All the other stones press in on the keystone. The keystone is a wedge-shaped, often wedge-shaped in form. And all the pressure of the arch is, is resting on this one idea this one stone. This is the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which I passed to freedom. Freedom is a very weighted word with Bill W. You know, he had been in war. He, those words, uh, you know, freedom um, is is just a very powerful word for him. And um, and this this concept of an arch there were a lot of uh, Masoners and people who were in construction in the early, you know, 100. And so this idea of an architectural uh, formation is also very significant uh, with meaning in the big book, a very important concept. So this concept uh, is is foundational. So when we sincerely, when I sincerely take such a position, Remarkable things follow. I have a new employer, a new employer. So that means that I'm no longer looking for my priorities during the day and rushing around, you know, doing what I think is most important. I'm pausing and asking, Higher Power, what would you have me get done today? What would you have me do today? What are your priorities for me today? And um, being all powerful, He provides what I need if I keep close to Him and performed his work well. So I no longer need, this is telling me I no longer need to rely on my shaky abilities anymore. So even in my early days of, of abstinence, I'm no longer relying on my shaky abilities. I'm relying on the power of the creator of the universe. And if it's God's will for me, God is going to give me everything that I need to do that will. No good employer will send their employee out without equipping them with everything that they need to be successful. So that tells me that I can trust and rely that I'm going to be given everything that I need to do God's will exactly as God would delight in me doing it. And I don't need to be afraid. I'm going to be, if it's God's will for me and for me, God's will is what is most loving for me and all concerned. So whatever is most loving for me and all concerned, I'm going to be given whatever I need to do that. So in those early days of abstinence, uh, yes, I can have a plan when I'm going to the grocery store. I cannot walk down those aisles that are troubling. I can not even allow myself to look in those areas where my alcoholic foods were. I can have a plan. I can be on the phone with someone, uh, you know, having, doing an outreach call while I'm in the grocery store. And have, you know, all these, um, a plan already in place when I'm in those shaky areas. But I can also trust that if it's God's will for me to not compulsively overeat, I'm going to be given everything that I need to be able to do that. So I can trust that it's God's abilities I can rely on now. My new employer's abilities. And my new employer is going to give me everything that I need to be successful. So when I do that and stay close to him, um, I now, I become less and less interested in myself, my little plans and designs. And more and more, I become interested in seeing what I can contribute to life. I'll feel a new power flowing in. uh, And I enjoy peace of mind. And I discover that I can face life successfully. And I can become conscious of God's presence. And I begin to lose the fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. I am reborn. Wow. Wow. And then I love the uh, third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me. Okay, so here again, we're seeing a um, construction term, right? A uh, uh, to build with me. So, I'm basically giving myself as building material over to God. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what God's going to be building with me. I don't know what the structure is that God is going to be constructing, but I'm offering myself to God's plans. And so now I'm no longer focusing on my plans. I'm like a brick that, you know, I I thought I wanted to be, you know, in a castle, but God is building a bridge with me. So that others can be helped. And so I'm offering myself to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. So whatever your will is, God, that's all I want. Your will is my only goal. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And so for me, this is the bondage of me thinking that I already know what needs to be happening next. And I'm thinking I'm in charge. I'm forgetting and thinking that I'm the higher power. And I'm trying to run the show and I'm trying to give everybody else their scripts of what they're supposed to be saying and how they're supposed to be acting and they're not doing it. I'm, that is the bondage to self. And so please God, relieve me of that. And only you can do, only you can relieve me of that, that I may better do thy will. Cause your will, God is my only goal. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And then Five minutes I, left. Thank you. And then I love that final statement there. Um, abandoning ourselves utterly to him. I abandon myself utterly to you, God. I abandon myself utterly to you. These 12 steps have been a miraculous uh, going through them has been miraculous and brought miracles into my life. Um, I I remember doing my step eight and nine and, um, you know, I had a a resentment about my children's autism and mental illness. Uh, And when I was writing out my uh, the um, step eight and nine, I realized that the harm done that I had done is that I didn't believe that God could bring any good out of, I thought their autism and mental illness, especially the autism was an unspeakable tragedy and that no good could come out of it. And it made their lives less valuable. And I found through working the steps uh, that was the harm done. And so my amends was to ask for God's definition of what a successful life is and to pray for that. And to, to ask God to help me to see them more like God sees them. Help me to see them more like you see them, God. Uh, help me to love them as you would delight in me loving them. Teach me your definition of a successful life. And when I did that, uh, such a beautiful thing, I realized that in God's eyes, my children are perfect. They are beautiful. They are whole. They are infinitely loved and they are exactly as god delights in them being and they are loved beyond what i can begin to comprehend with my mind because god loves them perfectly and infinitely just as i am perfectly and infinitely loved and uh that was just such a beautiful uh revelation through working the steps and also it was um you know, uh, for my husband, help me to see my husband more like you see him. God Help me to love him as you would delight in me loving him. God. And so I went from my husband being someone I didn't really want to be in the same room with to now to where, um, you know, he's my best friend and I love him dearly. And, um, you know with his uh, health being kind of sketchy now um, also through the steps i have just uh and through this program it has just taught me to surrender and so with my husband you know he is on a feeding tube now uh cancer survivor and about uh 5 months ago his uh he was getting pneumonia every couple couple 3 weeks his uh you know he could his breathing was very difficult And it was touch and go as to whether, you know, is he going to be here next week? Is he going to be here in two weeks? And I got to the point where I just said, God, whatever it is, uh, whatever your will is, that is my only goal. So I accept it. I welcome it. And I say thank you. If he's got one day left, if he's got two weeks left, if it's your will, God, let's go. I want it. That is all I want is your will, God. I surrender. And I just want your will only be done, not mine. Your will only be done. And it was such a beautiful thing to surrender because then I can experience peace regardless of my circumstances. When I relax and say, make God's will my only goal, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I can experience this amazing peace and acceptance, and I can ask to be helpful. How can I be useful? How can I be of service to my husband? How can I be of service to my children? When God's will is my only goal, I have energy, I have new life, and I am focused, and life is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It truly is. And it's a life worth living. And this is what um, the big book teaches. And it says on page 85 that now, you know, because I'm not spending all my time trying to run the universe, I have a lot more time. So what am I supposed to be doing with that time? I'm supposed to be uh, pausing and asking. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. So in situations, I now pause and I'm asking God, what is my line here? Thinking of God as my director. Tell me what to say. Give me the words. Help me to see this situation more like you see it, God. Help me to see my husband more like you see him. Help me to see my children more like you see them, God. Help me to love them as you would delight in me loving them. Give me your words. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful way of life. And I surrender and I practice uh, on a daily basis, moment by moment, asking for God's will to be done, not mine. And may your will be my only goal. So with that, I'm going to pass. I know my time is up. And just thank you so much for allowing me to be here today and to talk with you. Life is a beautiful thing through these 12 steps. It's a miracle. Don't leave till your miracle happens. That's all I have. Thank you.
0: Thank you so, so very much, Don. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for your uh, extraordinary message of experience, strength, and hope and all of your service. Thank you.
1: My pleasure.